Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. You have to love yourself so much through the hard bits because you're only human. You're going to make so many mistakes. In fact, that's exactly what you should be doing. But if we're constantly hitting ourselves and just blaming, shaming, and having a lot of this negative self-talk, and we will never be able to achieve our goals. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hey there, and welcome back to Project Loving Myself, where your well-being always takes center stage. If you've ever felt like your body is speaking a language you just can't decode, especially when it comes to those hormonal highs and lows, well, you're not alone. Some days you might be riding high, feeling like you could conquer the world, only to crash into a pit of despair the next Mood swings, blah moments, the bloat, oh, the bloat, and the endless PMSing. It can suck pretty bad. But here's the good news. There's a roadmap to navigate this wild terrain, and it's more accessible than you might think. Today, we're rolling out the red carpet for Dinara Mook, certified hormone and nutrition coach who specializes in the very thing that keeps many of us scratching our heads, hormonal balance. Dinara isn't just any coach. She's a TEDx speaker and host of the popular Feel Better, Be Better podcast. With her unique approach, she helps women navigate the maze of hormonal chaos through nutrition and lifestyle tweaks, all while getting to the root of the problem. But Dinara's journey isn't just about success, it's about resilience. She faced her own battles with hormonal imbalances, those gut-wrenching periods, mood swings that feel like emotional roller coasters, and the relentless fatigue of everyday life. I know you hear me, because it's a shared experience among us women. But instead of letting these challenges hold her back, Dinara used them as fuel to propel herself forward. And now, armed with wisdom and first-hand experience, she's on a mission to empower women everywhere to take control of their hormones and get their energy back. Her approach isn't about quick fixes or one-size-fits-all solutions. It's about digging deep 
uncovering the root causes of imbalance, and creating sustainable changes that lead to lasting health and happiness. So if you've ever felt out of sync with your body, or if you're simply curious about how to reclaim control over your hormones rather than letting them call the shots, then stick around. Let's get ready to transform our understanding of our bodies and minds with the wonderful Dinara Muk. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. I'm very excited to be here. Well, me too, Dinara, because I think your point of view is something very unique. There's not a lot of people who are focusing on women's hormonal health. And I know that, you know, with this, you also have this, um, you you also have this mission to talk about self-love and self-acceptance. So I feel like you have some of those key ingredients that most women need is to kind of look at that emotional, but also the hormonal health aspect of what's going on in our lives. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Yeah, thank you so much. This is all the stuff that I love talking about, and I think they're very intricately connected. So it's very fun to, to get to chat about it with your audience. Beautiful. Well, let's start, Dinara, with your story. What were the events in your life, okay, that led you to specialize in women's health and hormonal balance? What was going on with you? I love that question because I think it kind of, for a lot of us that do end up in a space where we want to help other people, where we want to help women to feel better in their bodies is because we usually have struggled with our own issues. And for me, my story started probably in my early 20s. That's when I started to have extremely painful periods to the point that I had to call an ambulance because I thought that there's no way this is period pain. This had to be appendix that burst. And then ambulance have arrived. They inspected me. They're like, no, your appendix is intact. It's just your period pain. And I think that's just your period pain is when the first time I kind of got a little bit like, is it just the period pain? Because that is a lot of pain. So there was I was given strong painkiller medications to kind of calm down the pain. And I was told that if I wanted to resolve it, then I can go by to my doctor and just see if there's any options. So I was determined to not go through this on a monthly basis. So I came, went to my doctor, and I walked out within 10 minutes out of that consultation with a prescription for birth control. And it was promised to me that my pain will go away, my hormones will stabilize, and everything will be daisy from there on. However, it's not what happened. The hormonal birth control not only didn't fix the pain, but it also just simple terms made me crazy. Like I started developing anxiety, weight gain, and just a lot of unlike to me symptoms, but I was determined. So I went back to the doctors and I've done this four more times. So I think by the end, I was on five different types of birth control that I've tried, each of them individually did not work for me. And I can't speak for all the women, but I know that for my body, and now that I understand the mechanism behind birth control, now I can tell exactly why it was happening. But of course, back then, I didn't really have any idea as to why my body is reacting this way. I was giving a lot of the agency to my doctor because I was like, well, they must know. When in reality, what I've learned now is that as women, in general, women's health is under research, it's under studies, and women constantly being either misdiagnosed, given the solutions that we're not okay with. And because of historically how women have dealt with pain and with discomfort, we've kind of been told to 
things like the period pain is normal. This is just, don't question it. Are you sure this is actually what you're experiencing? So kind of this constant questioning of our own sanity, which is I'm not on board with, but once I've come off of all those birth controls, I knew that I'm going to have to become body literate. And a friend recommended I read a book on menstrual cycles and on hormones. And oh my gosh, when I read that book and I started to implement everything and just seeing how quickly it worked, I think within a couple of cycles, I welcomed my first period that just kind of like snuck up on me for lack of a better word. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this, is this what it can be like? And at the same time, my inflammation came down. I was able to lose weight without really dieting, just by having healthy diet and nutrition. And I, my mental health got better. My hair got, went from dry to being healthy again. My nails started growing again. So just all of these little things came on. And I honestly... I felt like I had a secret to the universe. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk about this to other women. And as I spoke to my friends and to other women around me, what I heard is like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not something that this makes no sense. Cause I think when we think about menstrual cycles, we really think about a period, but our menstrual cycle is so much more than presence and absence of our period. There is a whole ebb and flow of hormones that happens throughout the month that affects how we show up in the world. It affects how hungry we are, what kind of foods we crave, how much energy we have for exercise, how social we are. It's what literally makes us us and I was so passionate about sharing that information with other women that that got me into my current career journey. So I started seeing clients one-on-one in a group setting. And then I decided to do a TED Talk, which is called Menstrual Cycle as Your Superpower to reach wider audiences. And I can see that TED Talk is just gaining viewership every single day, which to me says that we're waking up as women. We're more interested about our bodies. We finally questioning this whole methodology of painful periods and bloating and other things. And we're actually realizing that, yes, those things are common, but the fact that they're common doesn't make them normal. So that's kind of what absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, you know, I love the things you said, Dinara. First of all, I have to commend your passion because I can hear it in your voice. And I really do Ooh. feel that, you know, I, I can completely relate to what you're saying because when I was a teenager, I remember having such bad pain, like painful periods, yeah. cramps to a point where I was at a birthday lunch for a friend of mine and it got so painful that I was lying outside the restaurant on a bench and I had to call my mom to come and get me because I couldn't handle the pain. Yeah. And I was like in my early teens and I know that throughout my 20s, my teenage years and then my 20s, like you know, I had a lot of uh, bad PMSing. I had many different things, polycystic ovaries. I had my own share of different challenges. And as I got more into healing and well-being, and I also took some classes that had to do with hormones, I noticed how much of, you know, all of these challenges that posed such a threat to my life back then started to disappear And also, as I started to pay attention to nutrition, lifestyle changes, the whole works, I really did feel that difference. Mm. Having said that, I do recognize that women's health is not as understood as it should be. And I know many women 
who struggle with many kinds of issues that are connected to their menstrual cycles, hormones, fertility issues have become such a common thing today. And I work with a lot of women as well who come to me with these fertility issues that are rooted on maybe birth control, abuse of birth control, or hormonal imbalances, or there are some strange things going on with the re reproductive system. And to me, all of this goes back to this misunderstood women's health, you know, space where I don't think people really understand what women are going through. It's supposed to be normal, mm -hmm. but it should not be. And I also remember growing up watching ads for like, take a Tylenol for period pain or take a Motrin, you know, mm -hmm. it was just like pain, just take a painkiller. Yeah. And I remember knowing that taking painkillers every time I had my period was just not going to be good for me. So mm -hmm. I never did that. But I know a lot of people that to this day continue to pop pills to take care of, you know, the extreme pain that they have and they it's think it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I love you highlighted. I think it is so relevant for us women. And I would love to know a little bit more about what causes these imbalance, Dinara, like from your experience of working with women and your own personal experience, what is it? Is it nutrition? Is it emotional imbalances? Is it, um, you know, the food we're eating because it has so many chemicals or preservatives? Like what is the overall problem that is challenging us and causing us, you know, to have period cycles that are being, I want to say, like, just dragged out of control because of what we're ingesting. So tell me a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, it's, it's everything, all the things that you have mentioned. But I think one of the biggest things is just this lack of understanding about what's happening with our bodies that tend to really, really hurt us essentially and in particular like you said women's health has been um, just so misunderstood is because for 450 years we've researched male body we haven't actually touched a female body or included in clinical research until it didn't need to be done until it didn't require until 1993 and then the first woman actually walked in into clinical research is 1998 so this was like a massive gap and what men have been primary bodies because for men, their hormones fluctuate on a daily basis. So their physiology sort of shifts every single day. So it's a very easy subject to test. So it's been this default body. But of course, the female body, it's been more complex. And we kind of for a long time assumed that men, women are just small men. And even when it comes to specifically, there's a big thing right now with cardiological conditions and like the heart attacks for women. And the fact that we were just giving women a smaller dose of heart attack medications than to men, just simply assuming that it's sort of smaller. But out of 11 symptoms of heart attacks, seven of them women will never experience. But this is something that we're only finding out now, which is why women are more likely actually to die from heart attacks than men. And of course, when it comes to our menstrual cycle, that is what makes a woman women. It, at the end of the day, the women we came on this earth to reproduce and our reproductive system is so eternal to who we are, but it's also connected to our digestive issues. One of the things that you mentioned was bloating, but also mood swings to our cognitive abilities in our brain. And throughout the menstrual cycle, our brain chemistry actually changes by up to 25%, depending when we are, because 
hormones communicate with neurotransmitters, with things like dopamine, serotonin, which are the things that are responsible for motivation and happiness. And the fact that we're just understanding its difference is just 2024 now is just just tells such a big story. And one of the big reasons I believe that women have been so misserved, essentially, is because of lack of education. And I think the more we understand our bodies, the more we're able to really understand how those things kind of affect us. But as far as like hormone imbalances and kind of in the big thing why it's happened, like lack of awareness and lack of body literacy is certainly one. Things like, I think the big one today is stress. And I think we don't, modern day women today has taken on so much like, like yourself and me running a business, but then taking care of children, taking care of having a social life. There's just so many things and we're putting social media, like internet deadlines. There's a lot of these things. And when we under this stress and we're not careful about cooling off, the stress hormones will actually interrupt with how our reproductive hormones function. And I see women constantly, the periods being delayed because of stress, they just lose in general their periods, maybe they stop ovulating. And actually a lot of fertility challenges when we really get down into it do come down to this exposure of chronic stress. So that's a big one. The second one is, of course, diet, nutrition, what we put in our bodies. And for somebody like you who struggled with PCOS, you know the the importance of blood sugar management. And I think when we think about blood sugar, sometimes we kind of think, oh, that's diabetics. When actually it's most of people struggle with metabolic disorders today because of the this overabundance of sugar, of sweet drinks, a lot of these things that are actually really not good for our bodies. And the balanced blood sugar is like the cornerstone, it's the base of balanced hormones. And when the blood sugar is off whack, it'll start interrupting with other hormones. And often that is the reason for polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is the most common reproductive condition among women. Things like um, cosmetics and just a lot of exposure to chemicals that our body is not able to properly detox and process out of our body. So things like cosmetics, cleaning products, plastics, we are designed to process a lot of those things, but not at the speed that we're getting it now. There is just so much chemicals that are hidden in a lot of the products that we're using that actually mimic the way that our hormones function and therefore create a lot of a lot of imbalances. And medication, things like birth control. We women are being put on birth control as a default right off the bat. If you have any issues with gynecology-related reproductive system without any further investigation, things like antibiotics. So many kids are born with like ear infections and then immediately get pumped with antibiotics. And I work with a lot of clients who have to ask them, I'm like, have you been in a lot of antibiotics? Because oftentimes there are gut issues, there are IBS, a lot of those things actually come from that. And of course, lots of kids are being born through C-section where they don't get that bacteria that happens when you come out through birth canal and we're not proactive enough about restoring those things. And then painkillers, like you said, people pop painkillers all the time. Just today, I spoke with two women who tell me that that's how they deal with period pain. And that's what I did. But all of those things just create a lot of this hormonal storm that then leaves us with things like PMS, painful periods, bloating, mood swings, that then we're also told that it's normal when actually this is the result of our lifestyle. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Absolutely. I concur with everything you said because I've done a lot of my own research and this is the case that there are all these different influences. Also, Dinara, how about like weight gain and loss? Because, you know, in in recent years, there's been a lot of, um, you know, social media attention on different kinds of fasting, intermittent fasting, people that are doing dramatic weight loss. I believe that also causes um, some imbalances in our hormones. And so really anything where we are not giving our body um, proper nutrition, yeah. Right. Would then affect or mess up our entire cycle. Is that correct? Definitely. And of course, with like the fasting in that, I think some of the things where we don't understand is the fact that male body has been the exemplary body. So things like ever famous intermittent fasting, extremely early, very convoluted morning routines, cold plunges, all of these things that are push our body so much to the extreme, they all been tested on men and showed fantastic results. But these are the things that don't work for the female body or create opposite results. So, for example, take intermittent fasting, the things that everybody's been obsessing over. But for women, it's just simply not good to intermittently fast throughout her cycle. There is time in her cycle when it's it's fine if you go without food for a certain time. But overall, in the second half of the cycle, in particular, when your body is more sensitive to stress, to blood sugar, it's just you kind of have to like shape shift with your cycle rather than just following the advice blindly. And of course, we kind of demonized fat, which... It is like get trim, lose a lot of weight, but female body has to have fat. So for men, they can drop all the way down to 3% and still function. For women, we can if we drop below 14%, we all of a sudden going to start things like disappearing periods and other health issues because women need fat. We have our reproductive system. We have ovulation. And for women, it's very important for us to feel safe in our body. And it's not just safe that we don't have a gun pointing to our head, but it's safe from the standpoint that we have enough nutrients to be able to suffice if we were to get pregnant because female body is designed for reproduction, that we're able to sustain that. So a lot of these extreme things that people do drop weight, of course, they will see often women see a lot of side effects. And then, of course, we have now these medications that can be life-changing for some people, but of course get abused because often they play with things like thyroid and our other important Mm -hmm. hormones, slowing them down and then 
I had a friend who was on one of those medications that was losing weight. Again, like one of those sort of quick fixes, using it for not maybe the reason that it should be. And she was like, yeah, I'm always nauseous. And like, sometimes I vomit, but it's okay. Like, it's fine because I'm losing weight. And I'm like, no, it's not. First of all, your body is clearly telling you it's not okay. And two, then you kind of have to ask yourself, where is this coming from? But it's this ridiculous socialization that women have lived through that the happiness equals living in the small our bodies we have to abide by certain rules the way that women are brought up is so different to the way that men are brought up for women it's all about what do you do for other people how can you please them can you be a good girl whether for men the messages have always been you've been wonderful and powerful in and of itself so a lot of these things we kind of as women we internalize them so we hunt this extremely unrealistic body types where it's actually just simply not healthy and also, I've uh, right. I've had this story because it happened so recently. I was in Morocco a couple of weeks ago, and they have this hammams, which is basically this very traditional way of Turkish baths where you come in and get washed and scrubbed, and it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. But the interesting part in this hammam, there's this women that literally scrub you and these women are larger they live in larger bodies and they just seem so comfortable and it was just so like not a big deal and here and I'm just like this is this is lack of exposure like we need to be exposed to women of all shapes because when we're just exposed to women with six-pack abs all of a sudden we start thinking it's normal when actually it's just distorted vision where it's not it's not normal. So really coming back to your body, knowing what's good for you and also exposing yourself to real bodies rather than just shape cover, both cover bodies. Cause like that right. creates a lot of the distorted image. I, I totally get that. And I think the problem is as women, many of us tend to focus on the short term, you know, benefit of you know, whatever we are, are, whatever our goals are without considering the long-term impact that it could have on our bodies. And I think we don't, and like you said, lack of education, we don't understand that all these things that are happening, whether it's painful periods, polycystic ovaries, fertility challenges, birth control, you know, um, just uh, eating the wrong foods, the lifestyle, we don't understand that these in the long-term will cause us these metabolic disorders or autoimmune challenges or, you know, whatever are the consequences. They're so far out. We don't have the education and understanding to recognize that it is this behaviors that we are perpetuating right now that eventually will cause these kind of long-term benefits. Because I've talked to a lot of women who are um, doing a lot of things that may not be you know, the best for their body right now. And there is no understanding or awareness of the potential consequences that could have on childbirth, fertility, you know, long range, you know, impact on the body. And so I guess it is conversations like this that I feel help us understand, you know, the cause and effect of the behaviors that we are choosing and how unhealthy this could be Mm -hmm. um, to the hormones because we don't see that, right? That's not something so tangible. And therefore we ignore that this is something we need to be responsible about or accountable to. Absolutely. 
I want to share that I read this book by Julia Ross. It's called The Mood Cure. I don't know if you've heard about it, mm. but it was the first book I read on hormones. And she goes quite in depth to how these different hormones are responsible for our emotional health and our sense of well-being. Mm. And that put me on uh, a journey also to understand how hormones are connected to our emotions. Can you talk a little bit more about that, especially with respect to women and how hormonal imbalances can affect um, how they feel on a day-to-day um, basis or how they react to certain situations? And if you feel there is any impact on self-love and self-acceptance or any connection, if you could tell us um, a little bit more on your perspective of that. Yeah, of course. I think one of the kind of to even understand what hormones are and take a bit of bigger picture. So when we talk about hormones, it's we usually kind of think about them during puberty, during pregnancy and during menopause. That's when we're like, OK, that's off. But overall, hormones is what makes us us. And it's basically a chemical messengers that run from different glands in our bodies, communicating different commands that our body should perform. So things like metabolizing food, ovulation, mood, digestion, all of these things, basically hormones make us us. And when we experiencing imbalanced hormones is because the hormones respond to the stimuli, they respond to whatever is happening in our environment. And as I spoke about things like stress, lack of uh, good nutrition, movement, etc. when we don't have that, the hormones either send too much or too little messengers, and that's kind of how imbalances tend to happen. And of course, it directly affects our cognitive abilities. Like I think one of the best ways of looking at it is through our menstrual cycle lens. So on average, menstrual cycle in a woman is about 28 days but anywhere between 25 to 35 is normal. And throughout that time, we actually go through four different phases that sort of like mimic to me seasons. So in our period, we have uh, when we're bleeding in our, during our menstruation. That's kind of like our inner winter where we kind of revert to ourselves. We become more internal. Our hormones are actually, our sex hormones are at an all-time low. And then after our period, usually women feel like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. I have so much energy. I want to do these things. So now we have this hormone estrogen that's starting to rise. That's kind of bringing us into what feels like inner spring. And during that time, we our brain and the concentration of the hormones, we're much more creative. We want to establish new routine. We get so excited about things. In fact, I think every single time in my inner spring, all, all of my gym routines, all of my new habits, my painting, trying, my learning, wanting to do French classes, all of those ideas have come through that phase because this is when the brain is just so open and wants to explore. And then from that, we have our ovulation, which is kind of like in our our inner summer, which is the time when a woman is ready to reproduce. So we feel very outgoing. We feel like we want to talk to people. We're very communicative. We want to go on dates, spend time with our friends. We're very social. And after ovulation, once again, the hormonal profile changes and different hormone comes on play called progesterone. And we kind of enter like go from summer into fall or summer and autumn where our mood goes from very extroverted. We now go back introverted and we're more interested in being focused in doing tasks that are require just our individual attention. We don't really want to be too much around people. And for many women, this is where a lot of mood swings and PMS and just irritability kicks in. And actually, the reason that happens is because you typically would have pushed yourself too much in previous 
phases of your cycle that now these hormones that are fluctuating quite a bit in the second half of the cycle, they get affected, which is how we have all of those premenstrual syndromes that actually affect us. And after we go through fall, all of a sudden our hormones, not all of a sudden, it happens very, very um, organically, our hormones drop and our uterine lining sheds, we get to our period back to our inner winter. So we kind of go through this four different seasons where our body requires different nutrition, different movements, but our cognitive abilities completely change. So there are times when we're so much more open to things and there's were times that we more better served sort of like nurturing and being at home, focusing on individual things. And actually when you know that ahead of time, you get less of self-blamey and self-shamey like if you made appointments with your friends without really knowing like a day before your period without and you never tracked your cycle you might be super excited to make that plan two weeks before and then on the day comes you're like this is the last thing I want to do and then you can be like well why am I so bad I'm such a bad friend when actually if we only had an understanding of our body and just how much our perception of the world, how we show up and how we feel changes, which feels so much more powerful and we'd be able to show up everywhere in all parts of our life at the exact time when we want to when we want to show up there at. So I think that's quite, um, it's just such a, our menstrual cycle is such a beautiful blueprint and the map to our mental health and to our physical health that it's just that untapped resource that women can use in order to really utilize but also improve their mental health and understand have better understanding of themselves so what you're talking about is cycle syncing right Dinara? that yeah. mm-hmm. right if we were more aware of our diff our cycle and what is happening to us hormonally then we would be able to create better balance we would probably eliminate a lot of the pms symptoms that are only there because we are not synced with our cycle our mm-hmm. our everyday lifestyle doesn't seem to be matching what our body requires during that phase mm-hmm. of our cycle and um just that awareness would allow us to feel healthier happier and just overall in a better state of mind is that basically what we're talking about yeah so cycle syncing is you brought it up it's basically when we sync our nutrition our movements and our activities with the different phases of our cycle absolutely and i do think it just it's been so life-changing to me once i started to really work with my cycle and when we talk about this sort of hormonal fluctuations the reason cycle syncing is so beneficial because certain foods and certain activities help us to create a certain hormones and exit certain hormones, detox those hormones out of our body pretty efficiently. But also our hormones, they don't really work in isolation. They all communicate with each other. And also each hormone works with a neurotransmitter. So for example, our hormone like estrogen, which is sort of like the estrogen progesterone are the two big sex hormones and estrogen travels sort of together with serotonin and serotonin is what makes us happy so whenever our serotonin or our estrogen tends to drop which is sometimes happens either just before ovulation and for women if they're too sensitive to it they'll feel a bit of a dip before ovulation or the big drop happens about three four days before our period which is when women tend to get quite moody so that tends to affect our brain and then progesterone tends to travel with dopamine which is our motivation motivation neurotransmitter also playing that effect on our brain but yes absolutely the cycle thinking and just really understanding this fluctuation just gives you so much more power about navigating navigating your health 
So what practical tips, Dinara, would you give a listener? Any strategies or practical tips for Mm -hmm. them to be able to achieve that hormonal balance? Would it be like go all out and start syncing your cycle? Are there some simpler things that we could do to get a start? And I I ask you also for the simpler things because I've heard of cycle syncing. I've talked to somebody a couple of seasons ago also on cycle syncing, which I think is amazing and very interesting. I found it a little hard for me to get it all straight in my head because I'm always like having, you know, I have a very busy um, lifestyle. Having said that, just understanding cycle syncing, learning more about it made me more conscious. And I started to recognize, oh, it's after, it's right up around my period or it's after my period. This is why I I feel this way. So I started to understand psychologically and emotionally what was happening with me, but I didn't get to that step of actually cycle syncing because for me in particular, I think um, I'm not dealing with any hormonal imbalances or challenges. So I wasn't that invested in the cycle syncing. Yeah. However, I am very connected to my body. I am very intuitive. So I do find the reward in being in tune in sync with my body. Yeah. So tips, strategies, what do you what do you think definitely would be the best way? And I think it's like the perfectionism kicks in for us sometimes when we like trying to do a lot of the strategies. And I want to say the cycle syncing part has completely changed my mind, but it also can be just like you said, it's, it's beyond overwhelming. Now you have to know, like for some people just tracking their period when it starts and ends, it's already too much, but like now we have to outline (laughs) guilty. (laughs) Yes. Now we have to like outline every season. What do I have to eat? What seeds I have to implement. I mean, it sounds like a nightmare. You talk yourself out of it before you even begin. So I completely understand kind of the complexity of it. But kind of to simplify and give a basic tips. um, Number one thing, I think the biggest thing that we sort of, most people struggle now is with inflammation. And the inflammation for the most part happens in the body nowadays, primarily because of stress and because of excess amount of sugar or carbohydrates that we consume. So it's not about taking out stress completely or taking out carbohydrates and sugars completely because that's not realistic, but just becoming, I guess with with stress in particular, becoming more mind, it's it's not about taking out stress, but it's become about becoming more resilient to stress. So it's not about never having it, but it's like when it happens, can we like not freak out completely and send our nervous system into complete sort of overdrive? And by doing so, it's just, it's those small habits throughout the day. And I'm a big believer when it comes to stress, you have to find what works for you. Like for me, and do that consistently. Like I love nature. I live by the sea. So to me, that's like a non-negotiable once a day, twice a day, sometimes three times a day, I'll go for a walk. Connecting to nature really reconnects me. Another thing for me is I always meditate in the morning. That's like, it's, I've done it enough now that if I don't do it, it feels a little bit weird, but I truly enjoy it. But for somebody whose mind may be super busy doing meditation first thing in the morning might sound a bit like a nightmare. So finding things that you actually enjoy that will will calm your stress. For some people, it might be cuddling their animal. And there are so many studies to show that hanging out with your pets is actually super, but actually being intentional with it, not like hanging out with your pet while you're scrolling on Instagram with another with another hand. So like truly being present and disconnected. Yeah, for somebody, it's like a little movement practice, like yoga and stretches. 
Um, another thing that I do is I wake up and I always have my water with lemon and I also add pepper and turmeric just specifically for uh, anti-inflammatory effects, but just having little rituals that really put you back into your body. Like I think we underestimate just how much these tiny little things when it comes to stress do make a big difference for us. And nutrition, when it comes to nutrition, the biggest thing is like most women that I work with, they don't eat enough protein. And if there's one thing that every woman can change is if you can add protein with every single meal, in particularly how you break your fast overnight. So when you have your breakfast, that you don't have things like oats, croissants, and things that are like carb and sweet rich stuff with Nutella, but more things that are like eggs, avocados, tomatoes. If you do that habit alone, especially if you're struggling with low energy and maybe you're waking up at 3 a.m., maybe you're crashing by 3 p.m., just changing your breakfast to something that is more rich in protein will make a huge difference. And if you want to have your sweets and if you want to have a bit of chocolate and a bit of sweets, not a problem. Just don't have it on an empty stomach. Have a meal that has protein, that has some vegetables, and then have a little bit of uh, have a little bit of indulgence if that's something that you want to do. So I think just and the third one I'll add is um, is just being a bit more mindful about your sleep because sleep is so, so important for a balance. Because like, you know, when you don't sleep or when you jet lag, like you've just did a big travel, I'm not sure on the time difference, but you just come back and like you're a bit discombobulated. You might get a bit constipated. Yeah, your tummy goes off. And like, if you don't get sleep and if you don't have some sort of like a night routine or a morning routine, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be as simple as like, I read a book an hour before and I don't get exposed to blue light. Like these simple changes that we actually all know we need to do, but just understanding how much, just even trying it for a week and seeing the difference, you'll notice you'll be more focused, your energy will be more present, just feel better about yourself in general. I think those are some of the key things. And of course, movement, getting movement in some way throughout the day. Like if you're not somebody that exercises or likes this like official movement gym thing, like walking has so many benefits. And if you do 20 minutes of that a day, that will make, it'll hit multiple things. It'll hit on sleep because you're exposing yourself to light. It will manage your stress and it will improve your metabolism. There are so many benefits to walking simply for 20 minutes a day. So everything you've talked about, Dinara, are those major lifestyle changes that I made after, you know, kind of addressing my own hormonal imbalances. And for me, sleep was one of the biggest ones is just having Mm -hmm. a good night's rest because I noticed that if I didn't sleep well, that would be the first thing to throw off my hormones. I wouldn't be in a good mood and so on. And I think we, we, um, you know, we, we don't recognize that enough that Mm -hmm. sleep is so important. And most, most or many women I know, will always sacrifice their sleep to take care of their family, you know, to take care of the home. Like that's the first thing that'll go is I'll just sleep less so I can get up and for the kids and do this for the kids and do that while I'm working and taking care of other responsibilities. And it's always like sleep is the first one that we tend to sacrifice um, just to take care of the people we love. Yeah. Um, 
What about the role of lipids, Dinara, in making hormones? So good fat. I mean, how important is it to have a diet that has a lot of good fat like avocado or like um, I, for example, put MCT oil Mm -hmm. in my coffee in the morning because after starting that, I noticed that my blood sugar levels would be more steady over the course of the day and I wouldn't crash in the afternoons. So I noticed that just adding um, more fat into my diet, mm-hmm. um, the good kind, seems to have really helped me not only to maintain weight, but also to feel fulfilled and feel more energetic. Your thoughts on that? Definitely. And I think we have demonized fat for a long time. There was a very annoying sort of thing that came, I believe, from America, just demonizing saturated fats, that fat was bad for you and everything just all of a sudden got low fat. And the mm-hmm. one of the things that it's like challenge sometimes for my clients is to get them off of low fat yogurts, to get them into full fat yogurts and sometimes making them to eat avocados without focusing too many too much on how many calories that is because it's really not about that because fats are incredibly important and the reason that fats are important is because that's how your hormones are made your hormones are made partially from amino acids from proteins which is why protein is so important and specifically the steroid hormones things like our sex hormones are made from um, they made from saturated fat so we need fat in order to produce and maintain, optimize, optimize our hormones. So things like, as you said, avocados, but also things like fatty fish, like omega-3s in salmon, things like olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, nuts, seeds, those are all phenomenal additions. And they absolutely should be part of everyone's regular diet because it's, and fat also gives us energy. So if we have that half an avocado in the morning with our eggs, maybe with some tomatoes and a bit of a toast, that will give us so much more energy to be able to get through the day, particularly during our period. During our period is when the hormones are at an all-time low, and that's when they become to go up. And things like adding avocados, but also for some, some women will just like when we kind of talked about cycle syncing and the difficulties of it, some women will just, we naturally crave certain ingredients at a certain time. And during period, for me, I know that's meat. And I don't know if some people may not eat meat, but for me, I crave a steak and beets, anything that's like dark red. And also mm-hmm. that specifically for the purpose that the hormones begin to rise from our menstrual cycle and that's when they start to grow. So really supporting your body and producing those. But yes, I love the fact that you brought up fats because we really shouldn't be afraid of good fats, but there are bad fats. There are things that are things like trans fats, which is why I always encourage women to look at the, if you buy packaged foods, I prefer you buy everything that's whole foods, but sometimes we buy packaged stuff, but I would specifically stay away from the frozen section. Things like frozen pizzas and frozen, frozen veggies are okay because that's just freeze vegetables, but anything frozen that's with uh, oil, they usually use trans fats in order to keep those things intact and tasting good. Mm-hmm. Always look at the labels and if there's any trans fat, put it back on the shelf. You don't need that in your life. Beautiful. Now, if somebody is looking to improve their hormone health, you know, to have more energy, to reduce inflammation, maybe um, to correct some, you know, health issues that they're having, how could you help them? In what ways could they um, get support 
you know, by working with you. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I typically would meet on a consultation and just to see exactly what's happening, because I usually like to determine if it's a very quick fix, if something that you're struggling is so little, like I'll just assist you with that and like off you off you go. But for the most part, women usually want to restore their energy long term because they've been struggling for certain things for a while. By the time they seek my help, usually something's been going well, been going on for a little while. And we I look at multiple pillars, but the first one is we always start with your just seeing where you are in life, specifically with your nutrition. Often women come to me and they're like, I'm already very healthy. And what I think they're saying is they're very health conscious. But then when we start talking about their diet, I can see that there isn't a single ounce of protein. So like we might think we are healthy and we might be thinking we're doing all these wonderful things, but just having the right diet that supports hormonal balance is so essential. So we always look at diet. The second thing that we'd look at is just understanding how the hormone fluctuates. And we'll, I'll always bring in the menstrual cycle in because Menstrual cycle, your hormones, your sex hormones throughout menstrual cycle, as they ebb and flow, they create a lot of this. It's their particular imbalance that creates a lot of PMS, a lot of dreadful symptoms of things like bloating, mood swings, headaches, a lot of migraines, painful periods. And we'll bring in without getting like with cycle syncing, very specific with it, but very gentle way of adding meats during menstrual cycle, adding more salads at a different cycle. So I'll teach women exactly how to work with their menstrual cycle. And then we add the stress management tools. We work specifically on their sleep, creating morning routines, creating evening routines to make sure that it actually matches with their lifestyle. And then I like to work a little bit with bringing and realiving the feminine energies in their bodies and like more bringing in that gentle, intuitive things rather than constantly feeling like we need to prove ourselves, achieve and go, go, go. And but often by working with your cycle and by kind of understanding how your body is not meant to be that go-go machine, it's always sort of seems to be like a natural next conversation to have and realiven. And then a big thing is also liver health is specifically detoxing our bodies. I think when we talk about detoxing, I'm a bit careful because women always associate that with juices or cleansing. What I want women to know is that our body is a detox machine. It does it very well through skin, through sweat, through going to the toilet. But we do need to support those pathways, whether it's in our gut and in our liver. And we're very, depending on symptoms, but I'm very targeted with adding specific nutrition. Sometimes I bring in supplements. I'm very much a food first approach, but sometimes certain supplements are needed in order to bring up certain levels. And then usually within, I want to say within a month, women start seeing their energy, their sleep improve within a couple of months if they struggled with painful periods that goes away within the third month they sort of get the mastery of exactly what's happening with their bodies and knowing and understanding the root causes that should ever anything happen they feel fully confident that they'll be able to restore their bodies and get back to that homeostasis and balance that we desire that's amazing, Dinar. I think that, you know, what you do can help a lot of women out there, especially to prevent the kind of disorders and challenges that many women that I'm working with are facing today. Yeah. Um, so I love, I love that you're able to do this for women. Now, um, to end our episode today, 
I want to get from you your Project Loving Myself mantra or message that you want to share with our listeners. What is that one thing you want to leave with them? Yeah, so I think self-love topic, self-acceptance, self-love, self-esteem is something I've been exploring a lot lately. And there is a lot of things that I, like, and yourself as well, and women in general, like, we take on so many things, and sometimes we take certain risks. And there are certain things that I've recently taken on. I didn't end up getting it, and I very much wanted to bash myself for it. Who did you think you are? Why did you go? It was too big for your boots. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you do this? And so what I actually came up to a conclusion is that I had to truly consciously pause myself and be like, if I don't love myself through this challenge so hard right now, there's no way I'm going to be able to take anything else on new. And I see this happens with women with weight loss. Like if they went in the weight loss and then they had a cookie and then it starts with you so weak, you could never do it. Why do you think you could allow you weak? We're going to give it up. And like, but actually I think I'm such a strong believer in this concept of like, you have to love yourself so much through the hard bits because you're only human. You're going to make so many mistakes. In fact, that's exactly what you should be doing. But if we're constantly hitting ourselves and just blaming, shaming, and having a lot of this negative self-talk, and we will never be able to achieve our goals. So it's actually anywhere you try to get to, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in weight loss efforts or building a business, every single down moment is an opportunity to love yourself harder. So just remembering that and just re reminding yourself that you made the best decision with the information available to you at the time. And maybe if in the moment cookie seemed like a good idea, then that was a good idea. And like just yeah. really loving yourself so difficult through like the hardest points, through the points where you really want to like bash yourself and tell yourself how terrible the idea was how stupid you are like just really pausing and being like good for you good for you for going that like maybe we didn't get it this time but that's exactly what we're going to get it next time so that's the, I love that yeah loving yourself through hard times yeah and I love how you said it that every down moment is an opportunity to love yourself through it I mean mm -hmm. that was just beautifully said thank you, thank you so much Denara. now how do people get in touch with you how do they follow you? And I know you have a free quiz that you would love to share with the Project Loving Myself listeners. Yeah. So tell us tell us how we can get in touch and how we can take this quiz. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, the, we kind of talked a little bit about hormone imbalances and the symptoms. So maybe if you're experiencing headaches, PMS, you can't lose any weight. Maybe you have a lot of weight around midsection, you have headaches. It might be like, it might be such a big battle, like not understanding why that actually could be causing it. So the free hormone imbalance quiz, it's purely symptomatic. So it lists very common symptoms. And as you do that quiz, it will tell you specific imbalances that you have. So it kind of at least will give you a bit of a pathway is what you need to look into. So you can download it for absolutely free and then you can look into it. And if that's something, and if you have further questions, you're always welcome to get in touch with me. And the best way to contact me is I basically live on Instagram, which is my first dot, my last name, dinara.mukh. So if you have any questions, I'm very active on Instagram. And if you just want to, you love plugging in just like to this podcast, listen to my podcast, Feel Better, Be Better, where I dive into hormones, menstrual cycle, self-love, and all of the things that we haven't been taught. 
Beautiful. And the um, the website for the hormone quiz is your website, right? So yes. www.hormonequizdinaramook.com slash hormone quiz. And I will put that in the episode description um, and in the show notes. So thank you so much for that gift. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's something that's going to, you know, help a lot of people understand what's going on with their bodies a little yeah. bit better. That's so that's the goal. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dinara. You have such amazing knowledge. And I know that, you know, this is an area that if anyone had a challenge and they came to you, I'm very confident that you could help them get to the bottom of that. So thank you for sharing with us all these wonderful um, insights um, that I think will make such a difference. Thank, thank you, you so much. Chat. Loved it. After our very interesting and inspiring chat with Dinara, it's clear that understanding and nurturing our hormonal health is the key to feeling like our best selves. So I want to leave you with a little nudge, a gentle push to start focusing on your hormonal health and finding that balance. Start by tuning in, really listening to what your body is telling you. Don't forget Dinara has given us a free hormone imbalance quiz to help you understand what kind of hormonal imbalances could be causing you the discomfort that you're experiencing. You can go to her website, dinaramook.com forward slash hormone quiz, and you'll find that in the episode description. Maybe it's a small change like adjusting your diet, or maybe it's finding moments in your day to de-stress. Whatever it is, Take that step and take it day after day. And remember, you're not just doing this for you. You're also showing others that it's okay to prioritize your health and well-being. Now it's your turn. Share your favorite takeaway from today's episode on your socials and tag us at Project Loving Myself Podcast and tag me too at Sanaya Gurnimal. Your engagement helps me reach more listeners and build a supportive community. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes and share this podcast with the people you love. Together, we can spread awareness and empower others to take control of their hormonal health. As we wrap up, I leave you with this empowering quote. Balance is not something you find. It's something you create. So go ahead, take action and start creating balance in your life. And Dinara shared some great ways for you to do so. As I sign off, always remember you are loved. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.